0: Life Audio. do we experience rest in a new season of life? This is a great question and one that I have pondered over and over and over again for the last couple of weeks. Around the world, we are all right now getting into a new season of life. We call this a new year. Now, last week I gave some tips on how to have a good new year, how to get the most out of a new year. I believe we need to plan and prepare and and really lean into the possibilities of a new year. But I also understand that whether it's a new year, this new season of life, or a new relationship, or a new work situation, or a new school situation, a new living situation, when we find ourselves in a new season of life, where, on the one hand, there should be tremendous hope and possibilities, the fresh slate, we can begin writing this story however we want to. We should be excited to get into this new. For many of us, I think all of us have experienced this to one degree or another. Some of us just happen to live here. It's possible, instead of experiencing the hope and the excitement that new brings, to feel overwhelmed maybe even fearful, and under the burden of doing it all again. So much opportunity. Uh, So many goals that we can accomplish. So much that we can get done. It is a fresh start. But we become so overwhelmed that when we should march into this new season of life, we decide it's easier to stay where we are. That's what we talk about on this show how to march when it would be easier to just stay where we are and give up, to die, to wave that white flag. But what I want for you and what I want for me, and this is why I've spent so much time thinking about this and writing about it and and really trying to work through this on my own, what I want for all of us is to come into new seasons of life. Again, whether it's a new year or a new relationship or a new work situation, whatever it is, a new season of life with rest, with peace, with genuine soul-level contentment. How do we experience rest in a new season of life? I want to talk about that for just a few minutes when we come back. Hi, I'm Zach. And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. we a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com. Inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ. Hello, and welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me and looking forward to what I hope will be a helpful and encouraging couple of minutes together. Before we jump into this conversation, I would ask you if you would not mind, take some time to do two things. Number one, if you're not subscribed to this podcast, subscribe. That's the most important thing you can do. It will help you because then you'll know when this and other content comes your way. So number one, subscribe. Number two, go to jeremystallnicker.com, jeremystallnicker.com. And I'd love for you to check that out on that website. You can find resources that I have provided, I've written and, and produced. Uh, my blog is there. The newsletter that you can sign up for from me is also there. Other podcasts and other content that I'm involved in, all of that is there as well as my sh- social contacts. So please go and check that out. That's com. But if you're only going to do one of those things, please subscribe to the podcast. That would be fantastic. I don't talk about this a lot, but I also, uh, this podcast is also not just in audio format, wherever you're listening from. But it is a video on YouTube, and you can just go to my, again, go to that website. You can find the link out to my YouTube channel or just look for my name on YouTube, and uh, you'll find this video content. Some people like to watch podcasts instead of just listen to them. Maybe you prefer to do both, but you would like to watch it if you can. So go check that out on YouTube as well. All right, I said I was going to ask you to do two things, and I just mentioned three. So subscribe, go to jeremystallinker.com, and if you are so inclined, check out this video and other content on YouTube. That would be awesome. All right, I want to jump into this, uh, this conversation, and the reason I'm sharing this with you today is because I've had conversations with a number of people that have talked about how instead of being excited for this new year, they're very wary of it. Um, overwhelmed, already burdened by what potentially this new year will bring, or just the thought of trying to accomplish things in the last year, knowing that not all of those things were accomplished, coming into a new year and already feeling behind. It can be very, very overwhelming. Uh, I've seen a lot of people, even on social media, post about how they really want this to be different this year. They want this year to be different. They want to stop uh, being overwhelmed and fearful and burdened by everything that's going on in the world. We've done that. We don't want to do that anymore. We want to have a good year going forward. We're trying to figure that out. I've seen a lot of content on that as well. But then I've talked to other people who would reflect this same, same principle or the same thing, not related to a year, not that we're getting into a new year and they're overwhelmed or burdened, but they're getting into a new relationship or they're getting into a new work situation. A lot of folks uh, kind of transitioning work situations and they're finding themselves at a new company or in a new work situation, many transitioning from working in an office to working at home or having worked at home for a couple of years, now back in the office trying to figure all of that out, a new season of life. I'm in the season of life, my wife and I, where our kids are starting to kind of move out on their own. Two kids now out of our house and uh, our teenagers out doing what teenagers do. So we're in a new season of life. Whatever the new is for you, it's extremely possible to become overwhelmed and and, and really literally burdened, like burdened down, bearing a heavy weight on your shoulders as you look at the transition, even before you really get into the transition, new years, new relationships, new jobs, new school situations, new seasons of life should bring hope. There should be some joy at the possibilities. We should be encouraged to know that in spite of what may have happened in previous years and previous relationships and previous jobs, we have an opportunity to rewrite this story going forward. It's a fresh start. That doesn't mean that everything we've done in our past is forgotten, that none of it matters, that none of it impacts us. I'm not suggesting that. But it should be an opportunity for us to literally turn a page and start something new. It should be exciting. But again, because of previous experiences, because of the past, because of the difficulties we know will take place in a new relationship or some transition in life, because we have to learn something new, because accomplishing goals that we've set for ourselves will require a lot of hard work and focus, dedication, we become overwhelmed by it all. And the problem with being overwhelmed, see, I don't have a problem with pressure. I think we need pressure. Pressure can push us forward. But the problem with being overwhelmed, the problem with being burdened down, is that that does not propel us forward. It prevents us from taking the next step. If we're feeling the pressure of the possibilities, and the pressure of goals that require work. That's a good thing. That pressure can cause us to work harder than we would have otherwise and lean into things that need to be leaned into to get some things done. But we often feel the weight of it all to the point where we can conclude that it's just not worth it. That we're going to do our best to hang on, to survive, to get through this year just like we got through last year, to get through this relationship just like we've gotten through others, to make it in this job just like we survived somehow in previous jobs. We're just going to make it instead of thriving and growing and really leaning into what God has set before us. The Bible tells us that He, God, wants to give us life more abundantly. There is abundant life to be had. There are opportunities in front of us that can really help to fulfill the purpose for which we were created, things that we can lean into that will be meaningful, that will help us and help others. So many opportunities, and yet we can look not at the opportunities, but at the hard work and the difficulty and the resistance. I don't personally believe that most people want to live mediocre lives. I don't personally believe that most people want to quit or give up or kick it into neutral, wave the white flag. I think that most people legitimately, honestly, want to take the next step, want to march, want to keep moving forward, figure it out one step at a time. I think that's where most people want to live. But we can become so burdened that the thought of taking the next step is overwhelming. There are a lot of reasons that this happens to us, but I think one of the big reasons is that we don't really understand the life that God has created us to live. I'm Billy Yancey, entrepreneur, fitness cowboy, father, retired Navy cornerback, and now podcast host. Listen to my new show, Billy and the Goat, on Life Audio. Happy listening. Maybe this doesn't happen everywhere. This may not be universal. There are probably places on the planet where those who live there have this figured out. They take more time. They enjoy their families. They work uh, in a more focused way, in a way that's helpful and not detrimental. I don't know. Maybe there are better places. But here in the United States, we have fallen under this idea or ideal that everything has to be a grind. That if you're not grinding, you're not trying. I talk often about doing hard things and getting out and doing the difficult things. I believe in that. But this idea that you have to constantly be grinding and constantly pressing. That whatever the burden is, you have to carry it. And if the burden's not heavy enough, throw something else on there. This idea that we shouldn't really have margin in our lives. If there's margin, we're not trying. We're not hustling. (laughs) We've adopted this idea, and what that's done is it's put us in a place where there's very little hope. Because we think that in order to move forward in a meaningful way, we will have to subject ourselves to a burden that the Bible would say is grievous to be borne. We can't carry it. I love this passage. I've talked about it before in Matthew chapter 11, verse number 28 these are great verses, verses 28 through 30. Jesus is speaking here. So these these are the red letters in the New Testament. These are the red letters. Jesus is speaking. It's part of a much larger conversation. He's talking to religious leaders. He's talking to these folks who have put a burden on the people around them. The religious leaders of Jesus' day, I guess not unlike many religious leaders today, they put a heavy burden on the people they were leading. They didn't talk so much about having a relationship with God through Christ and living a life that would glorify God and fulfilling their created purpose. They talked about these very obscure (laughs) requirements that people would have to fulfill religiously in order to please God, requirements that God did not put on them, but that these religious leaders would heap on people who were already struggling. Jesus confronts them and then he turns his attention to the people who were gathered around. So first he deals with the religious leaders who are putting these requirements on these folks. Then he looks directly at the people who had the requirements put on them. Those who were living under a burden. And he said this, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If there are three verses that we should carry with us into the new year, into a new relationship, into a new workplace, into a new season of life, it's these three verses. We carry so so many burdens with us, don't we? It's interesting. He says, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. These are people who are working hard, who are grinding, who are trying to make it happen who set good goals and good resolutions and they're all about it and they want to get things done. These are the people. These are not lazy people. These are the people who are working to get things done. It says all you who, are, who labor and are heavy laden. Because of that, you've taken so much weight onto your shoulders. In our context, when we talk about new seasons of life, maybe we're heavy laden with the difficulties, the trials, the traumas, the obstacles of the past. Maybe the failures of the past. Maybe how others have hurt us, the things that have been done to us. We're heavy laden. It's crazy that Jesus is looking at people who are working hard, who are burdened. And he says, hey, why don't you come to me? Because if you do, I know what you're dealing with. I know how hard you work, but I will give you rest. You know why I think we get to a new year, a new relationship, a new season of life, and we just say, you know what, I'm going to give up. (laughs) I'm going to wave the white flag. I can't do this. You know why? Because there's very little promise of rest. When it feels like you're going to have to continue to do the same thing you've always done. Continue to grind. Continue to work continue to try, even continue to march. If you look down the road and you see no possibility, no opportunity for rest, then the burden to give up is the burden that becomes overwhelming. I have uh, mentioned several times on the show some of the longer endurance races that I've run. And, And one advantage that I've always had is that I knew how long the race was. I knew how far I had to go before it stopped. I knew when I could rest. One of the things that would motivate me through a long, and does motivate me through a long race, whether it's 30 miles or 100 miles, I just got done doing those 22 marathons. You guys have heard all about that. One of the things that's always motivated me in that is I knew how far I was going. I knew when I could stop. And so you take the next step and you keep going, you keep pressing as much as you want to quit because you know it's going to end. There is a style of endurance race that um, is becoming more and more popular and I will never participate in. Uh, They're called last man standing races or backyard events, different names. But essentially what these are, everyone who is participating lines up on the starting line at the same time It's a race and they start at the same time, but they're running a loop. The loop comes back to the same place, uh, typically different distances, but typically it's just over four miles and every participant has to finish the loop in one hour. So they have one hour to finish four miles, which is not moving that fast at the end of that four mile or that four miles. If it's within that hour, whatever's left of the hour, they get to rest. So if it takes them 40 minutes to finish four miles, they have 20 minutes to rest. If it takes them 50 minutes, they have 10 minutes to rest. You understand how this works. After that hour, though, when the 60 minutes is up, they all have to be on the starting line again and start another loop. And they continue running one loop an hour until there's no one left. (laughs) Now, they can run... 50 miles on this loop, 100 miles on this loop. The current record holder this year just ran over 400 miles doing that type of loop over several days, every hour, finishing the loop, four miles, as fast or as slow as they want to, but at the top of the hour, they have to keep going. Now, here's what's crazy about that to me. There's a lot of things, but the biggest thing that's crazy to me about that is that when you start, you have no idea how long you're going to have to go before you can rest. Now you get a few minutes here and a few minutes there, but when you really stop, really get rest. That's got to be the biggest challenge to running something like that is you just have no idea. How long is this going to go? And then you look at the other people on the line and they're still looking strong and you think maybe they can go uh, one more hour or two more hours or 10 more hours. I'm not sure I can. You don't know when it's going to end. And what's crazy is you see some of these big races like that and the people who line up are uh, these incredible professional ultra runners. They've run far more than they would on that starting line, but they always knew how far they'd have to go. Here's my point. It's one thing when you can look at the road in front of you while carrying a burden if you know when you get to stop. It's another thing entirely when you feel like there's no opportunity for rest. And Jesus in this passage in Matthew chapter 11 is looking at people who feel like they have to carry the burden until they die. And he's offering them something that they've never had the opportunity to experience. A soul level (laughs) rest. Jesus said, come unto me. All you that labor in are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Are you working? Are you laboring? Are you heavy laden? Are you burdened? Are you carrying more than you know is possible to carry for very long? There can be rest. Now, this doesn't mean the work will necessarily stop, the transition will end, or that you'll accomplish every goal. It means that you can find a place of peace and contentment and rest in the middle of the transition, the newness, even the carrying of the burden. But it begins with that first phrase where Jesus said, come unto me. Now, a few minutes ago, I said one of the challenges that we have here in in the West, (laughs) here in the United States, is that we believe we have to grind. There can be no opportunity for margin. We need to constantly hustle, whatever phrase you want to use. We have to be in it all the time. We have so adopted this idea that we put our head down and keep going and hope something breaks loose. And Jesus said, hey, what you need to do is you need to focus on me. (laughs) Come unto me. He then says here, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. This is crazy. How do we come to Jesus? Well, it begins with a relationship with God through Christ. We've talked about this often. It's about putting your faith, your hope, your confidence in Jesus and what he did for us on the cross it's it's turning from yourself and turning to him for the forgiveness of sins and for the hope of an eternity in heaven with God. It's putting your confidence in him and not in yourself, not in the world, not in what's happening around you. Listen to me. Coming to Jesus means your faith is in him and not in a new year or a new job or a new relationship or a new school or a new season of life. It's in him. We put our eyes on the things around us. Sometimes we look back over our shoulder. And Jesus is saying, I want you to look to me. I want you to focus on me. I want you to come to me because when you come to me, when you focus on me, when you're living a life aligned to my will for you instead of everyone else's will for you, then you will find rest this isn't about working less or setting down the burden. This is about understanding that my life, my walk, my faith, my view, my relationships, my job, my new year, they're aligned to what God has for me. It's about cutting out the other voices and cutting out all of the expectations of others and cutting out even your own expectations, the stuff you bring into these new seasons of life. And saying, Jesus, what is it that you want me to do now i'll take the next step i'll do the next thing but i want it to be fully aligned to you i love that he says take my yoke upon you and learn of me this requires an investment in understanding who jesus is spending time in his word spending time in his prayer thing in prayer things that we've talked about you see the number one goal you should have for this year is drawing closer to jesus Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, the Bible says. And Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I know it's heavy. I know there's a burden. I know it hurts. But I'll give you rest. But see, Jesus won't give rest to those who are looking everywhere else for that rest and that peace and that contentment and that joy real rest, soul-level rest, can only be found in understanding who He is and understanding what He wants you to do. Take my yoke upon you, He says. This is a great word picture. It's coming together with our Savior. There's so much here. But it's coming together with our Savior. It's working with Him. Not negotiating with Him. That's not what I mean. It's working in conjunction with Him. He has people that he needs you, uh, needs because he's chosen to need, he wants you to minister to. Uh, People that he wants you to help and to encourage and to pour your life into. Opportunities that he's set before you that he wants you to accomplish, and he'll equip you to accomplish. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, we've talked about that as well. He'll make your way straight. He'll equip you to do what he's called you to do. That's that taking the yoke on you. It's connecting to what Jesus has for you and your life. Stop running after your own thing and stop pursuing your own thing and decide that you're going to focus on him, come unto him, and you're going to take his yoke on you. Asking Jesus, what is it that you want me to do? He said, for I'm meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. How do you find rest in a new season of life? Honestly, this conversation has been good for me, (laughs) just working through this. Because I feel so overwhelmed sometimes. The thought of doing something new, trying something new, accomplishing something new, even getting into a new season of life, a new um, season with my kids and family, a new year. Setting goals, it can be so overwhelming. Because I start to ask, how can I do that? How can I get that done? And I have to come to the conclusion, often I can't. But I experience rest, and you'll experience rest. When we stop looking at ourselves and stop looking at our circumstance and stop looking at our culture, (laughs) stop listening to the many, many voices around us that tell us what they need us to do, and instead look to Jesus. Connect ourselves to Jesus. Because then and only then will we find rest unto our souls. So much of this, like so much else in life, is a shift in perspective. You shift where you're looking. You shift your expectations. You shift even what you're trying to accomplish often. And you step back, and you allow God to do the work in you that He wants to do, that only He can do, and that will bring peace and joy and contentment and rest to your soul. I hope that that is helpful to you. As we get into this new year, I I, <laughs> I know for a lot of you, you could care less about a new year. But you've got something else going on. Don't live under the burden of a culture that says you need to constantly be doing more. Don't live under the burden of the past, failures, trials, difficulties. Don't live under the burden of an uncertain future. Stop looking at those things and look to Jesus. I hope that's a help to you. Uh, This year, as you think about content that you will consume, and we're all consuming content, I hope that you will uh, not only subscribe to this podcast, but share this podcast out with others, let others know uh, about this. Uh, I I do this to be a help, (laughs) and I hope that it is. I hope it's a help and an encouragement. And then go over to Life Audio, lifeaudio.com. Life Audio hosts this podcast for me, and they've been a great partner. Uh, Check them out. So many wonderful podcasts there, Christian, uh, faith-focused podcasts, and and really designed to help in so many different areas of life, from parenting and marriage and just your relationship with God. Um, Other great conversations there that you can find. Please go and check that out, and that would be fantastic. As we get into this new year, I will remind you, as I do just about every show. When I think about it, sometimes I forget. But I'll remind you today as we get into this new year when the bullets are coming your direction and so often they are, when it seems like your world is out of control and so often it does, you only have two choices. Don't be overwhelmed. <laughs> you only have two choices. You can stay where you are and die and kick it in neutral, wave the white flag, refuse to move forward, or you can do the better thing and march and I'll add this today we march forward in a meaningful way when we look to Jesus our Savior hope you have a great start to the new year before talking to you next time Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone